This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Here's Tom Barfield, Ward White. Hey, good morning. Welcome. Welcome one and all to Tuesday. Tom and Ward, we're glad you're with us as we uh, get ready to roll through this Tuesday morning. Ward, how are you today? Outstanding. Your vocal cords warm and ready to go? Yes. <laughs> you are the leader. <laughs> I am the follower. Just one of those deals, I don't know if it's allergies or or what, but I got, you know, just got the got the losing the voice thing going on right now. Everybody around no here. No fun. Everybody around here and everybody at home kind of excited. You think? Yeah. I mean, you know, so <laughs> one of those things. No, you're fine. Ah, Lord, boy, did I miss last night. I thought, I thought, I thought that might be a football game. I thought it had a chance to be a football game, but right from the start, it appeared not to be a football game. Yeah. I mean, it. it the Rams played very well, and on the other side, I, I think the Cardinals played poorly. I mean, when Kyler Murray elected not to take the safety and throw that ball out for whatever reason – came to mind for that, that that was it. It was over at that point. Through the pick six. It, it, it almost looked like they played scared. Yeah, I don't. And I'm not going to say that that's what, what happened, but it they looked rattled. The f- crowd got into it. I think that bothered them. And it, it, they were just totally out of sync the entire first half. Totally out of sync. Uh, it, completely. And part of that was what the Rams were doing to them up front defensively. They didn't have an answer for it. They they couldn't figure it out. Couldn't get Kyler out on the edge. Um, and and you heard him say, well, he's, he hurt his shoulder. Well, then get somebody else in there. I mean, maybe he's the best choice you got if, if that's the case. But I, I don't know. It, it just – it looked like that he was – he was not in sync with his receivers. He was not getting to the edge. Right. He was not, you know, not doing the things that you've seen him do in the past. And and even trying to hang in the pocket a little bit, that's not his game. And, and I don't know if it was by design or if there was just – it didn't look like – yeah, and that's the one I was talking about. It didn't look like that there, were, there was a whole lot of – a whole lot of RPOs that we had seen from Kyler. He missed some throws. That he probably should have made, even even being or missed some throws that we've seen him make before, even being in kind of a fire drill deal, you know, being able to escape the pocket and, and get to a to an open receiver and just find somebody. But he he couldn't find him yesterday, just couldn't. And I and for what reason I don't know. He he would even when he was able to escape. He was making such horrendous throws. He was throwing them into the carpet at their feet. Yeah. And that's not what he does. I mean, he's good on the run. He's good when he's escaping. He's good when he gets his shoulder square and throws the football. Mm -hmm. Never did yesterday. No. Never got his feet set at all, which, I mean, that's not – he doesn't do that all the time anyway. But you're right. You know, you see him. He has the ability to do that. Yeah. He and had, he didn't last night. He has the ability to, to make those throws on the run and, and come up with some amazing throws. And yesterday, they were all short. Um, and, and, again, maybe maybe it was a hurt shoulder. I don't know. 
it it just did not look like a football team that was very well prepared on the offense or defensive side to me. <sighs> well, I, and, and I don't know where you. I mean, do you lay that at Cliff Kingsbury? Do you lay that at the players? I, I mean, I don't know. Well, I thought it was going to be one of those fun games. I thought you had two good quarterbacks, but were very different quarterbacks. Uh, well, there was a lot of pressure on Matthew Stafford. And absolutely. And, they, and he answered the bell, by the way. He did. I mean, so he got shut up first, about Matthew Stafford. Got his everybody. first playoff win. Maybe it was Detroit, right? Yeah. Maybe he didn't have enough. You know, look, if you look at Matthew Stafford's his track record in Detroit, did he have the playmakers that were available to him with the Rams this year? Of course year? not. Not even close. Of course not. And you can say Megatron, but that's one guy. Yeah. I mean, he had a running game last night. He had, you know, three guys that he could he could throw the ball out to, and Odell Beckham played an outstanding game. Um, so, I, I, I just felt like this was the first time that he actually – had some talent to work with around him, and it enabled him to maybe relax a little bit and just let his playmakers make plays. And that's what you want out of your quarterback, isn't it? Yeah. And, you know, the coach sent one quarterback packing so he could get this guy. Mm-hmm. So there may have been a little pressure on McVay too, huh? Well, yeah, I think so. And they so. answered the bell. Absolutely they did. I mean, he – I thought Matthew Stafford played outstanding last night. He did. Looked like he was having fun, too. I mean, you know, you, a guy goes, I don't know, how long was he in Detroit? Oh, forever. I, I don't know the the 13 seasons? Yeah, well, there it, yeah, there it, it is. is right there. 13 seasons, and he wins his first playoff game. Yeah. It, it has to have a little bit to do with the talent around him, doesn't it? Sure it does. I mean – Detroit will have a player or two, but they're not going to have a team for whatever reason. I mean, at one point they had one of the greatest running backs ever. How many how many championships do they have? Zero. Okay. I mean, you know, you got to have more than one or two dudes. Uh, but he goes to L.A. and they got it done last night. And they got look when it was fourteen to nothing. That game was over. And normally fourteen to nothing, I'm not. But at fourteen to nothing, I went, wow, this deal's done. I didn't think they had it to be able to come back from 14 to nothing. I, I kept thinking maybe they do early in that because, you know, the Rams just exploded and, and maybe that was that home field. Burst of energy. Burst of energy. and But when he threw that, that interception there on the five-yard line, I, that was it for me. That, so I wasn't real far behind you at all. But when that happened, I thought that – they they don't have it today. They're not they're not even going to make this a game, and they didn't. No, not at all. Pretty disappointing. Yeah, and, and we're going to talk about that coming up in a few minutes. Uh, there were six wild super wild card wild card whatever you want to call them. There were six playoff games this weekend. Uh huh. Everybody <laughs> won their home game. Oh wait. Well, all but one. Um, but none of them. Well, like. A couple of them were competitive, but the other four were blowouts. Mm-hmm. Is the league the haves and the have-nots? I think there's still parity in the league. I I do. I just I 
you know, there's something to be said about home field advantage in, in the playoffs. And, and you saw that firsthand in this wild card round, except for the Cowboys. And look, Dallas didn't show up. They just didn't show up and play. And you can look at the final score and say, yeah, it was close. I, I, but what? it really wasn't, was it? Okay, so I, I read an article or started reading an article and got frustrated and quit. Uh, I did. That that talked about the Cowboys came out flat. How in the world do you play at home first round of the playoffs for a lot of these guys, their first playoff game ever, and you come out flat? Tell me how that is even humanly possible. I, I don't know. I it, And... It, Did it, you think they were flat? I, I didn't. I thought they were bad. I well, flat, bad. You can call it what you want. I, I yeah, they were they were bad. And, I, I didn't and, think they were emotionally not in the game. I, I think I just think that they lined up and got what? What did did they scored on their first four possessions? Is that right? Was it sixty touchdown and then three field goals? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that was about. Maybe maybe that was about the 49ers being better. As a, Like I said, I swear to you, and I believed it when I said it, and I believe it today, the Cowboys have a collection of better talent. The 49ers had a better football team. I, I don't disagree with that. I don't. And I, I think there there is something to do with maybe they were a little bit flat, but, may, you know, how can that be, Ward? How can you be in a playoff game and be flat when some of those dudes are playing in their first ever playoff game? You well, would think they would be too hyped and they'd have to settle them down. Well, and and I don't think that was the case at no. all. I mean, look, the defense came out and they were on roller skates. That's first true. Series. Why was that? Maybe they were flat. Maybe they just weren't ready for the game. I don't know. Maybe well, they maybe they strolled in there with too much confidence. That happens. Or maybe the group on the other side hit him in the mouth right out of the box and took it right down the field and put it in the end zone. Well. And that's exactly what happened, wasn't it? Well, it is, but why Why did that happen? Why did it happen the week before against Philadelphia, as you put it, JV? They, uh, Philadelphia ran the football up and down the field on Dallas. And, and a lot of people have all season long. Yeah. As good as that defense is, they weren't very good against the run. Now, they were okay at times. But, I mean, that that just – it baffles me. And, and I know it frustrates you, but, you know, maybe there is something to that. I don't know. And if it, if that's the case, who's that on? Is that on the players? A little bit. But who's it on more than anybody else? It's on your coaching staff. It is. But I also believe everybody has to take responsibility for themselves. Every player has to get the – whatever – each individual player has to do to get that motor running and get ready to play. You do. You're a paid professional. Well, it's still it's still a game. No, I get it. I get it. That's what I'm saying. You whatever you have to do as a as a player. Look, we we talk about their pass rush. Three get great pass rushers, right? Mm-hmm. How many sacks? Zero. Right. I don't even know how – we'll have to look, but I don't think they had that many hurries. I mean, um, his jersey I, I rem- was pretty clean. Yeah, I remember a couple, but not not a whole lot. Um, you know, I – look, I, 
you pointed something out before the show. Where were their stars? You know, where was right. Dak? Where was Zeke? Where was C.D. Lamb? Where was Pollard? And and that's just on the offensive side. And I've asked that question for the last two months. Uh, I, I mean, did 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 Sunday look much different than the last two months minus Philadelphia and Washington? No. So why is anybody surprised? I, why are you shocked? Oh, I, my goodness, they lost. I, I wasn't. Wasn't at all. And we said that going into that game. Look, if you're taking that Philadelphia game and the Washington game and saying, hey, things are fixed, they just had a bad game against the Cardinals. Well, that that was not the case, in my opinion. I, I felt like that they those were – those were games that were anomalies because of, you know, what they played. Washington was down, had a lot of COVID problems. They didn't have all their starters in. And, and Philadelphia didn't have any of their starters in. Now, if Philadelphia would have had all their starters in, should the Cowboys still have won that game? Yeah, but they probably wouldn't have scored 51 points. I You know, I, I, I just don't think – I don't think Dak is – the quarterback that everybody wants to believe that Dak is. And that's my opinion. I, and I may get roasted for that, and that's fine. But I think he's a fourth-round quarterback playing like a fourth-round quarterback that's paid like a franchise first-round pick. And he shouldn't be. He had, you know, when, when Dak was really, really good, he had a great offensive line. And he had the luxury of Ezekiel Elliott being 100% and the Cowboys being able to run the ball, and that took a hell of a lot of pressure off him. He didn't have that this year. And even after the calf injury, it got worse because he couldn't make the plays that we've seen him make before. I just I, – I don't know what the answer is. And it, it, may be, it may be head coach. I don't know. I hate to lay it all at the coach's feet because I just don't feel like that the players play up to their potential either. And if that's the coach's fault, then that's the coach's fault. But I I just don't feel like that, you know, we think the Cowboys I, – I think we give the Cowboys too much credit sometimes just because they're the Dallas Cowboys and everybody wants them to be so good. And that includes the NFL. Oh, absolutely it does. And this year they got off to such a good start. Yes. Not in just the wins and losses, but the way they won football games. They, you know, they, they were the, hitting on all cylinders. Oh, you know, they beat the Giants in September, what, 44 to 20? Mm-hmm. And 40 is a huge number in the NFL because of the parity that you spoke of earlier. Right. So when, you hit, when you're hitting those 40 numbers, that's dominant football. In the yes. National Football League. And they were dominating people all over the field. But that that went went away. Um, and, and again, this may all go back to the calf injury. I, I don't know. You know, he had the shoulder injury and then the calf injury and maybe he was trying to compensate for one or the other and made the other one get hurt. I You know, those things happen. But... We said all along, if this, if Dak does not, if you lose Dak, one, if you lose Dak, season over. And if Dak doesn't perform, 
to the highest level where, you know, you've seen him at times be, then you don't have a chance to go where you want to go. You know, and part of the problem with the Cowboys was, you know, maybe they were drinking their own Kool-Aid because everybody was saying, hey, this is a suit. The Cowboys are back. This is a Super Bowl team. They and, got all the parts that they need. Yeah, and, and maybe that was too much pressure for them. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of contributing factors to why this team underachieved. And 12-5, and five, you know, you hear a lot of stuff about 12-5, and five, and even Jerry Jones has said, you know, it's a very disappointing season because we were 12-5. and five. Okay, well, look at that 12-5. and five. A lot of those wins were with sub-500 football teams. A lot of them. They're not very good against above-500 football teams. And Dak never has been good against above-500 football teams. I don't know exactly what his record is, but it's not a winning record against above 500 football teams in his entire career. So, you know, why are we shocked? Because we wanted him to be so good? Well, again, and we said it yesterday, take away the divisional football games, and there are six and six football teams. Yeah, and even those six wins, none of them were above 500. So, it kind of is what it is. Cowboys aren't as good as we kind of put them up there to be. I mean, they yeah, they win some games and they have good records, but, I mean, when it comes down to it and they play really good teams, they, they've found a way to 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 lose football games. I, I don't know. It, it's going to be interesting to see what happens to this coaching staff. Is it going to get blown up uh, because of, you know, Kellen Moore and – Dan Quinn going out and, and finding a, a, a head job somewhere else? Possibly. I just I don't believe the Jones are going to let Kellen Moore out the door. I just don't. And you made a great point. They let Sean, uh, Peyton get out the door, and I think that still, to this day, Jerry oh, it Jones eats him. It eats him. cringes on that. Yeah. And that's why he's not going to let Kellen Moore out the door. Would he let Dan Quinn out the door? Uh, I mean, who got the rave reviews this year? Dan Quinn. Absolutely he did. But I uh, I mean, do you, you put Kellen Moore and, or Dan Quinn and, and move Mike McCarthy out after two seasons and put them in the in – the, Driver's seat just because you don't want either one of them walking out the door? According to the Joneses, you don't. But, no. you know, you're you're also allowed to change your mind. This is America. It is, but I just don't believe. I mean, how, how many times have we seen Jerry Jones admit, yeah, that was a mistake? And, and, and I don't know, not really jumping the gun, but just quickly pulling the trigger. Once, Chan Gailey, was that the – the quickest trigger he we've seen from him. So, I mean, he rode J- Jason Garrett to mediocrity eight, ten seasons. You know, and he 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 didn't let him out the door either, remember? Yeah, ten years worth, huh? Yeah, and he kept him from getting a head job somewhere else. Ah, we'll continue this this conversation. We're going to look at uh, the playoff pairings that do not include your Cowboys. 
And we'll do that next here on this um, Tuesday morning edition of Game Time. Hey, if you got an opinion, what what I, I still want to know if you think twelve and five in the divisional championship it, because that, you you those are facts. They won twelve football games, lost five. They won the NFC East. With that in mind, was it a successful season? I, I don't, you know, when you listen to the owner slash general manager yesterday, I don't know how you'd come away with it was a good year. I think those were minimal expectations. But, you know, what do you think? Where do we where do we go with the Cowboys moving forward? Is there changes coming? Is do you how do you evaluate that offensive line? Everybody the Cowboys always have a great offensive line. That was not a great offensive line this year. No, not even close. I was gonna say not even remotely close. You know, if I hear holding number fifty two one more time, I'm gonna scream. <laughs> I mean, but get your thoughts. Our CNC Collision Center text line is two five four six six two sixteen sixty. Two five four six six two 1660. What's happening weather-wise? Let's find out from our friends at Fox 44. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly sunny and very mild today. Maybe a little breezy this afternoon, but highs top out at 75 degrees. It'll be partly cloudy tonight. We drop to 54 and mostly sunny. Another mild day tomorrow. It's going to be breezy too with a high of 71. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Nikki Collin and Baylor women's basketball all season long on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women back home in the Farrell Center this Wednesday hosting Oklahoma State. 6.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 7 p.m. tip-off. Wednesday. Join Sophia Young Malcolm and the voice of Baylor women's basketball, Derek Smith, all season long here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. We've all heard the expression practice makes perfect, but at Kumon Learning Centers, we believe practice makes possibilities. Imagine what your child could achieve with math and reading mastery at an early age. No one achieves greatness by accident they practice. Right now, enjoy free registration and save up to $50 at Kumon, where practice makes possibilities. Call 1-800-ABC-MATH to book an orientation today. Searching for popular jewelry at affordable prices? Do yourself a favor and check out Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. They have a large selection of men's and women's gold, silver, and stainless steel jewelry, including rings, necklaces, chains, bracelets, and earrings. Plus jewelry for the Western crowd and biker enthusiasts. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118 to 22462. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House has been delivering savory barbecue and delicious sides. With their two locations in Hewitt and Waco, drive through window, remodeled indoor dining space, delivery options, and new hours, Uncle Dan's is sure to be a Central Texas favorite. Specials include one meat plate with two sides for only $7.09, with beef and rib plates only a dollar more on Mondays. Buy one, get one half off for Texas taters on Tuesday, and prime beef brisket on Fridays. Come eat at this family-owned business and feel like you're right at home. 
Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. Now, back to the Alan Samuel Studios. All right, 724, welcome back into the program. Coming up later today... It's an afternoon game. It's a matinee. It's the uh, Bears and the West Virginia Mountaineers. I like it. John Morris is in Morgantown, and we'll talk with John coming up uh, in our next half hour here on the program. All right. Uh, Ward, we, we were just looking at the Cowboys minus the Philadelphia Eagles, who's in their division. The Cowboys played, what What do we say, three playoff games? Three teams in the playoffs? Minus the Eagles, yes. Yeah. And no, four. Four, and they're one and three. Mm-hmm. That one win came against New England. All right. Here's, here's what it looks like moving forward in the divisional round. I still I, – I don't understand scheduling. I, I understand that you're trying to draw your best television audience. But good gracious, you're going to put the 49ers – in Green Bay at night. Saturday afternoon, it's Cincinnati at Tennessee. Saturday, That'll draw a lot of eyes. Saturday night, it's San Francisco at Green Bay. Just just from a... Weather standpoint? Yeah, wouldn't you they flip those games? They don't I mean, I, doesn't that make a little more sense? Yeah, they don't care. Play the, the night game in Tennessee and not in on the frozen tundra of Green Bay. Yeah, they both have snow on them right now, so. Do they? Yeah. There's snow in Nashville? Mm-hmm. My brother drove up there yesterday to take Hayden back to school and sent me a picture of them having a snowball fight. How about that? Sunday afternoon, Rams in Tampa Bay, as the Rams go across the country, and then Buffalo in Kansas City. What's the best Too matchup? Early. What's the best matchup? Buffalo and Kansas City. I totally agree. Totally agree. I I, I think that that's going to be that's going to be a fun game. I I didn't realize this till last night, and I was looking at some stuff. Do you realize that Buffalo did not punt and did not attempt a field goal in their game? Wow. That doesn't happen in well, a playoff game very often. And we said this yesterday. That was about as flawless execution as you're going to find. And I don't care if it was a playoff game or a regular season game, a preseason no, game, or or practice you know, against air. They were that stinking good. They were. And when they would cut to the Patriots sideline and you, there's Belichick on the sideline, he had no answers. He, he he was watching the same thing we were watching. 
And he knew that there was no answer. I mean, they were that good, that ready to play, mm-hmm. that prepared to play. We talk about preparation and, and readiness with the Cowboys. They came out and gave up four scores immediately. Four scores. They gave away. They gave up four scores right out of the box. And then you then you go to the other side and you look at Buffalo and they were flawless. Mm-hmm. How is that? It's preparation, is it not? I think it, it has a lot to do with it. You're right. Get them ready. Then go out and play the game. So you're saying fire McCarthy. You're on the train. You're, uh, you're, you're carrying that banner right now. Fire him, right? Yes. Right. And, and, and normally I'm not a, I'm not a, I don't pay, I, you know, I'm worse than Jones is about not making change. Look, Butch Henry once said that, and I agree with him wholeheartedly, if it was up to him, we'd probably still be getting around with a you know, horse and buggy, you know. I, I, or, or his golf cart yeah. from Stephenville to Heiko. Yeah. But I'm telling you, I'm the same way. I, I, I'm not a big change guy. I, I don't think you change just for the sake of changing. But what I saw this year was the last couple of months of the season looked, it, it just looked like, I mean, it, it looked like. Going through the motions. Well, it, it, the, the package that you saw, the results that you got looked like Groundhog Day. When they had a bad day, then the next week they looked exactly – there was – where was where was the let's do this to see if this makes sense? Again, I, I a lot of it to me was on the offensive side of how it was designed. And, you know, I know he gets praises for all his innovative plays that he's running. But the end results, I mean, what are they? Oh, that was a great play call. Too bad it didn't work. I mean, how many times did we hear Romo say that even on – Saturday, mm-hmm. Sunday, I, I, I think sometimes you can outthink yourself and try to be too cute, and I think that that was the case with Kellen Moore, and I'll stand by it. I think Mike McCarthy sat down at the table when he signed his contract, and the Jones said, okay, here's the deal. You want to be the coach of this football team? Here's one thing you got to do. Get out of Kellen Moore's way. Let him do his thing, and you just stand down there with the headset on. I, I thoroughly believe that that was part of it because if not, why would he continue to let him do the things that he did? If he's such the offensive guy and he didn't, I mean, when, when he was in green Bay and they won a super bowl, they didn't try to get too cute. They just lined up and played the game. And so I, I, I can't believe that he stood down there and just continually let him make some of the calls that he made throughout the course of the season. I just can't. <laughs> I was going to say, well, he did, but I mean. I mean, he did, but I, I, there's got to be a reason for it. I mean, even in, in his offensive mind, he can't look at that and go, okay, this, yeah, let's keep doing this. I Maybe so. Maybe he's, maybe he's changed. His philosophies. From he the, says all the right things, doesn't he? Yeah. I, and that's what I told you. I mean, he stands at the podium, and, and and you're like, yeah, yeah. But, again, this is a results business. And, come on, you're at home against the 49ers. You, you've got to get it done there. You've got to win one playoff game. And you couldn't do it. And you didn't do it. And, quite frankly, you were – I know they made this fierce comeback, but are you kidding me? 
You shouldn't be in that position. No, they they look like I, I I'm not real clear what they look like, but they did not look like a championship caliber football team. No. Sometimes you know what? If you get beat and some and get beat by a better team, that's the way it goes. You you play your best, they play their best. Somebody's got to win, somebody's got to lose. That happens. That's sports. I mean, that's competition. But when you look like they looked Sunday, 14 penalties, lost, sideline dis, disorganized at times, it looked like. Uh, just all the little things that goes into leadership, I, I didn't see. No, I didn't see it at all. Preparation, in my opinion, belongs to Mike McCarthy. Time management belongs to Mike McCarthy. He's not put. He apparently is not running the defense. He apparently is not running the offense. He apparently is not running the special teams. What's he running? He's running the coaching staff. And on Sundays, he's the game manager, right? Supposed to be. They manage the game. Yeah, well. And he shouldn't have veto on anything he sees that's not anything working correctly. Anything. He's the head coach. He's Keller Moore wasn't at the podium. Nope. Dan Quinn wasn't at the podium. Bones Fossil wasn't at the podium. Mike McCarthy was at the podium. It, 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 at the front, on the door of the office, it says head coach Mike McCarthy. It doesn't say also <laughs> starring, you know, it's it's his name on it. So, he, yes, you're right. He should have veto power on anything he doesn't like. And he's got a headset that talks to – all three sides of the ball. If the it's way. even on. Yeah, good point. <laughs> From the CNC Collision Center text line, respond to this one, Ward. You get this one. All the stuff you guys are saying, plus offensive play calling was boring. 49ers killed us with offensive scheme we weren't ready for. If you weren't ready for simple run between the tackles, I don't understand what you are ready for. Kellen needs to ha- uh, add some quick quick hitters, and use the dang tight end more often. Now, I'll say this. Whether you liked it or didn't like it, the tight end was the leading receiver on the football team Sunday. And maybe that's part of the problem. Where was where were your, your star-wide receivers? Where were they? Well, I, Dak couldn't find them. And, you know, I – Couldn't I, find them or didn't look for them? Well, either or, it doesn't matter. They were not part of the equation. I, I agree the tight end – when the Cowboys are clicking, that tight end is a big part of what they're capable of doing. Um, he was his safety valve Sunday. Yeah, that's that's why he had the leading receiver because he was the last choice, and he was not the the – they weren't running him up on the seam. They weren't running the crossing route with him. They weren't putting him on that out uh, outside hook to where he could just turn and catch the football. He was he was the underneath receiver a lot of times, and so that that was kind of a – a situation where, oh crap! I got to get the ball to somebody. There's my tight end. Um, I I don't know where CD was. I you know, I I don't know what Dak was seeing to allow him not to be able to get the ball. And look, Wilson was open a couple of times, and Dak made horrendous throws through it behind him. I mean that was. If he throws him open, that's a touchdown. He's in space, and he probably gets in the end zone there, and that changes a lot of things. Um, I, I I think 
the texter's right. I mean, you know, there, there's a lot of things that, that Kellen Moore – and sometimes when your quarterback is struggling, those quick passes, whether it's just the quick screens on the outside, the bubble screens, the tunnel screens, some of those things, some of those really easy throws will sometimes get your quarterback out of his own head to where he can make the other throws because, you know, success breeds success. And Kellen Moore wasn't doing that. He was trying to, to, to be too cute with some of the stuff. And, I, again, I, I don't think you need Felix to catch bag of tricks every time you go out there like Kellen Moore pulls out. Look, Dak Prescott is not Kyler Murray. He does not have that mobility. But what, but what Dak Prescott does have is mobility. Earlier in the year, he was able to get outside the pocket and buy time. And, and you know what? Maybe that kind of masked some of the – deficiencies the offensive line had but for whatever reason after the calf injury he was not that same guy that got out of there made some runs occasionally but bought time to find guys well uh, the rpo was out of the question because of probably the calf injury you know that's what in you know and the ankle injury from the year before yeah but that's what made Dak so dangerous was those rpos because he could do some things with that and, and the other thing is you know before the calf injury, and maybe a couple of times, but not very often after the calf injury, Dak was really good at climbing up in the pocket and finding his receivers and letting them, you know, make some plays. I don't remember one time on Sunday him climbing the pocket. And, I mean, your quarterback, if if you're going to be successful in this league, he's got to be able to climb the pocket and step inside and set his feet and throw the football. And for whatever reason, Dak was not comfortable doing that. Maybe he's trying to protect himself or whatever, but he, I don't remember one time him climbing the pocket on Sunday. Now, I could be wrong. I didn't, you know, I, I didn't chart every play, but I just don't remember it off the top of my head. Here's a thought. we got to get to the break, and I want you to think about this, and we're going to come back and do one more segment on the Cowboys and keep cooking here. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott. If he did indeed play hurt, is that part of the deficiency in the run game? You say, well, if he's hurt, get him out. Well, I think the reason, and I, you know, and again, we're not at, we're not at the star every day, but I think Ward, the reason that they were hesitant to get him out of there is they throw so much because they're a throw first team. Make no mistake about it, and he really is good in pass protect. He really, really is good in pass protect. He's outstanding. And so they had to have him on the football field for pass protect. But maybe he just wasn't healthy enough to be productive running the football. I don't know. But he was having an unbelievable year early. And then, look, the number of ca- – 12 carries? 12? It's not enough. And so I wonder, is was the injury a little more significant than what we, than what we know? For the longest, we didn't even know he was hurt. No. But, yeah, I mean, you said early in the season, even when when his production fell off, I think there's something wrong with Zeke. Now we find out maybe there was. Yeah, maybe it's a little bit. But you're saying, well, then why didn't Tony Pollard? Well, you can't. If Pollard's in the game, you're running. If Zeke's in the game, you're passing. Are you going (laughs) to – you can't do that. Well, and the other thing is, I mean, Tony Pollard's a different back. You can say, well, they're very complimentary. Well, they're complimentary because – Zeke's more of a north and south runner, and Pollard's really good if you can get him. I mean, he's got to be outside the tackle. You know, run that 
that stretch play a little bit and and get him outside, let him find a lane. He's really good at that. I, I'm not so sure that Tony Pollard can carry the ball 10, 15 times up the middle and survive. He, that's a great point. He is a guy that does not mind going up inside. You saw it Sunday. He had a heck of a run up inside, but he's not a guy that's going to survive 20 carries between the tackles. No. Over the course of 17. That's not his deal. No, he's an edge guy. I mean, and and if he finds a lane, look out. He's going to make something big happen. But, I mean, you know, so why was Zeke in there? Maybe they, you know, maybe they couldn't get him out of there. Yeah. And that's credit to Zeke. Yeah, that's, a, you know, tip my hat to that. All right, 740. I tell you what we're going to do. We're going to talk to J-Mo next. We got J-Mo on the tie line. That's a little inside information, but uh, we'll we'll talk to J-Mo coming up in just a second. And then, uh, then we'll circle back to the Cowboys here a little bit. It is a 741, 19 away from 8 o'clock. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ward, our 7 o'clock hour. It's a service of Good Feet. See what Good Feet can do for you with a free arch support fitting at Good Feet in the Central Texas Marketplace near Cabela's. Scott Brew and the Bears, all season long on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears hit the road in Big 12 play, headed to Morgantown to take on West Virginia on Tuesday. 3.30 for the countdown to tip-off, 4 p.m. Tuesday for the Bears and the Mountaineers. Follow the defending Big 12 and national champion Bears the entire season with Pat and John, right here on ESPN Central Texas. Beginning Wednesday, January 19th, Helmet Aerospace in Waco will be holding a weekly on-site hiring event. Every Wednesday from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m., Helmet Aerospace will conduct on-the-spot interviews and making offers to qualified candidates that day. Bring a current resume and be ready to interview. Entry-level production to experienced roles as well as professional positions are available. Great pay and benefits starting day one. Can't make it? Apply online anytime at howmet.com slash wacocareers or wacohr at howmet.com. Coaches Smoke at 3.30. Austin Avenue in downtown Waco is proud to serve the community and the local colleges. Come on out to Coaches Smoke for $3 off nachos on Mondays, $2.50 single tacos on Tuesdays, discounted bone-in and boneless wings on Wednesdays, $2 domestics on Thursday, Thursday, and $5 burgers and barbecue sandwiches on Fridays. Happy hours 2 to 7 Monday through Friday, so stop by and catch the big game on one of their 35 big screen TVs. And don't forget about Coaches Smoke catering for your next event. That's Coaches Smoke at 3.30 Austin Avenue. Avenue in downtown Waco. When it comes to banking, you deserve the first. You deserve the first National Bank of Central Texas. Locally owned for over 100 years, we know this community inside and out. We are a bank on your side, and when you bank with the first, you'll have a banker by your side. Want to find out more? Check out bankingfirst.com or come by and see us at any of our six locations. That's the first National Bank of Central Texas. You deserve the first. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107 or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. 
ESPN Radio Sports Center. Last week's losses to Texas Tech and Oklahoma State have dropped Baylor to fifth in the latest AP College basketball poll. Gonzaga moves into the number one spot, followed by Auburn, Arizona, and Purdue. The Baylor women have also taken a tumble in the AP poll, listed at 16th this week. Baylor basketball looks to get back on the winning track this afternoon at West Virginia. Tip-off is at 4 o'clock, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. A basketball doubleheader sweep for Temple over McLennan. The Leopards edged the Highlanders 64-63, and the women's game went to Temple 84-76. The NFL Divisional Series are now set after the Rams beat the Cardinals 34-11. Saturday afternoon, it's the Bengals at Tennessee, and Saturday night, the 49ers visit Green Bay. On Sunday, Tampa Bay entertains the Rams, followed by the Chiefs hosting the Bills. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. All right, 745, 15 away from 8. This is game time here on ESPN Central. What a great day, by the way. 44 this morning, headed for 75. I think we all ought to get out and enjoy the sunshine. Beautiful, beautiful day. Uh, Let's go to Morgantown, West Virginia, where this afternoon the Bears take on the Mountaineers, and we welcome into the program the voice of the Bears, John Morris. John, good morning. Good morning, guys. Was that weather report aimed at uh, absolutely it was Morgantown? Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely I, I got it was. Hit. <laughs> so well, we're, is, we're basking in the sunshine. Twenty seven. Yeah, yeah. You enjoy that. It is twenty seven here. There's snow on the ground. There's flurries coming down. The high will be thirty two, so it won't get out above freezing today here in Morgantown. Nice, nice. The game's indoors, right? Yes, most definitely. (laughs) It better be. Let's talk about the game, John. Uh, After a couple of losses at home last week, and Ward and I were talking about it yesterday, you never want to lose. You certainly don't want to lose at home, and and that's that's the tough pill to swallow here. And this one is both of those were home games, and it's so hard to win on the road in this league. And you got to take care of your home court, and because of whatever reasons, they weren't able to do it last week. Yeah, and that is the the tough part about it. You know, two losses is tough, yes, uh, but losing two home games, it's almost like it's almost like you can't win enough the rest of the year to make up for that. You know, you could, but by losing two home losses, uh, you know, it's just even if you beat, you know, uh, Texas Tech in Lubbock, you know, and beat Oklahoma State in Stillwater, it's just kind of a, a break even almost. So that is the tough part. But uh, really, for these guys, not even that. It's just you know finding enough uh, healthy bodies to, you know, to play well today against West Virginia, and that's not a given. I mean, this team is banged up right now, so I think it's going to be really, really tough this afternoon. John, when you have the situation that the Bears have, losing those two at home early in the conference, and that's probably a good thing being early in conference. But there is there a danger of putting too much internal pressure on yourself as a team? Well, yeah, could be absolutely because uh, this team, you know, think about it. They won two. They lost two games last week. They lost two games all last year, so <laughs> they haven't lost much. And you got to be able to uh, handle that and move forward. You know, turn the page and move forward. Um, but for these guys, you know, uh, I was with them on the plane coming up here and at scout last night. 
And with this coaching staff, they're not going to let them get down. The coaching staff is going to give them a plan to win today. And uh, it, it is just always, I wish everybody could see it, you know, just how upbeat and positive Coach Drew is and Coach Tang and Jacus and Brooks and all of our coaches, how positive they are. So I think they're going to, uh, or, or they are really modeling for the guys, you know, how to be positive and move forward and look for a win after two losses. John, uh, update us on Sohan and uh, and in and, and, and just the injury situation. Uh, Ken Joe uh, obviously uh, limited on on Saturday, but and, but Sohan just hasn't played in a couple of days. And what's his status? You think? Yeah, I, I think you know what Coach Drew would say is game to game, day to day. Uh, I would be very surprised if Jeremy Sohan plays today. Just watching him, he's still walking with a limp. So, you know, that's his left ankle and ankle sprain. So if you're just walking around and you got a limp, that means, you know, that that ankle is probably not ready to run on. So I would be surprised if he plays. Uh, and James Akinjo, I think, uh, really will be, uh, got to shoot around this morning and then uh, see how he goes there and then get to pregame warmups this afternoon and just see how he feels. Because it's one of those deals where it's sort of as, you know, it's tailbone and it just sort of throws you off and it's painful. But could he play through it? You know, he played 22 minutes on Saturday with that injury. So it's just a matter of how he feels today. Can he go? And I tell you, boy, we really need him today. Against West Virginia, I think it'd be like like uh, blood in the water, you know, for sharks if if our point guard is out. Um, they don't, it's not press Virginia like it was a few years ago, but they can turn up the pressure and certainly, uh, you know, try to force turnovers, especially if you don't have your senior point guard available for the game today. John, going through this, this time's injuries and things like that and losing a couple of games, but if they can get back on track, would they look back at this as a, a pivotal moment for the bears to be able to not only learn from it, but be able to withstand some pressure games and be able to come through on the other side. Yeah, I think that's a good point, Ward, you know, because, uh, you know, part of winning is handling losing. So, you know, how are they going to handle this? How are they going to handle two straight losses? So I think that's a really good point. And, you know, sometimes uh, some people feel like when you're unbeaten that that pressure just builds and builds and builds you know, to stay undefeated. I never sensed that with these guys because it really was play the next game and, you know, see what your record is and then move on to the next game. So I never really felt that pressure was building. But now it is just a case of handling this and hopefully learning from it. And I think, you know, I think a big part of those losses were the absence of uh, Jeremy Sohan. It's interesting, you know, that guy's a true freshman, but he just does so many things that I think we have really, really missed him uh, in the two games that they lost last week. You mentioned freshmen. Whether it's fair or unfair, do you do you have to lean on on Brown a little bit more? And and guys like Flagler and Cryer, they're gonna are they gonna have to step up their game with the absence of of Akinjo maybe and certainly of Sohan. Yeah, no question. I mean, I think we saw that. Didn't, didn't you see from Kendall Brown? He was a little more aggressive on Saturday against Oklahoma State, kind of looking for his shot a little bit more and just more in the mix, in the flow. So I think that probably came because uh, Jeremy Sohan was not available. And Kendall, Kendall can do those same type things, you know, that Jeremy can. So 
I, I think we saw that Saturday, and I think we'll need to see that again this afternoon. And then those guards you mentioned, if, uh, if James cannot play or if he is limited in his minutes today, one of those guys, uh, and Dale Bonner would be in the mix too, you mm -hmm. know, is going to have to play the point. So, you know, who is that? I, I think uh, I think Adam Flagler would be the first man up uh, as a uh, to run the point if James isn't out there. But I think Dale Bonner can do that a little bit too. And Dale's an interesting story. You know, he's from um, Shaker Heights, Ohio, which is a suburb of Cleveland. So it's about three and a half hours from here. So his family's going to come to the game. And he played at Fairmont State which is about 15 minutes from here wow. from Morgantown. So he's going to have some of his uh, former Fairmont teammates at the game tonight. So this, this is a big game for him with family and, and friends. And, uh, you know, I, I hope Dale Bonner, uh, he will have the opportunity to kind of rise to the occasion tonight. We, we talked about Flagler, and, and I think I saw Saturday, even early in the game, uh, that Flagler on some possessions – would bring the ball up the floor to maybe take some of the pressure off uh, Akinjo. And, and could could that be part of the process today is Akinjo on the floor but maybe playing the two? Yeah, I think that's a possibility for sure. I mean, any, anything's a possibility, but that might take a little bit of off of James, so maybe get him more minutes out there on the floor. But, you know, if, if you're a point guard, that's what you need your point guard to do is bring the ball up against pressure and handle it that way. But uh, we did see Adam in that role on Saturday. He had a couple of unfortunate turnovers late in the game. You know, they were really uh, highlighted by where they came in the game. But uh, I, I think he, he, is, he may be more prepared to run some point today, maybe than he was Saturday. One thing about the Bears, very good from the field shooting and even outside the arc, and, and when you're hot, you're hot, and they, they seem to find that more times than not. But have they found that guy that can drive and penetrate, and if they run into that cold streak or able to take over the game inside, have they found that guy yet? Well, you know, that's part of their game. That's a big part of this team and big part of the offense is to drive and then kick it out to an open man. Uh, they, the coaches call those uh, P2, you know, paint touches. Get the ball into the paint and then kick it out to somebody else. So, yes, they, they can all do that. Flagler can do that, driving and kicking out. Cryer can do that, although Cryer is more of the guy that might receive the pass on the perimeter and, and put up a shot from outside. Uh, and Kendall Brown can do that. Kendall is a really good passer. And he's such a tough matchup because he's a big guy, but he can handle the ball well, and he passes so well. So he is he is one of the guys that can do that as well. So um, And then you've got, of course, Flo and Jonathan, who are post players, and you got to think they're going to touch the ball and be able to pass it out of there. So you got to answer your question. They, they, uh, that's what they want to do. I mean, that's a big part of this offense is to have those paint touches, then kick it out find an open man and then look for the, you know, look for a better shot or best shot is what they talk about. Uh, trying to find the best opportunity on every possession. It's a big ball game. Uh, and I yeah, know it it's is. early in the season, but uh, to me, it's a big ball game. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, and no doubt Baylor looks at it that way. And West Virginia looks at it that mm -hmm. way too. 
Um, you know, we uh, uh, clinched the Big 12 championship in their building last year. So they, they probably remember that. But in nothing, if nothing else, you know, it's just a Big 12 game. So, and West Virginia has the home court advantage. It'll be interesting to see what the crowd is, you right. know, that early start. Um, but I bet you the students are back in session, so the student school's back in. So students will be here, and it'll be tough. I mean, it is always tough to play up here. John, uh, quick, uh, five, before we let you go, quickly tell yep. us about the 5 o'clock Eastern time, 4 o'clock Central time start. Uh, it, it's very interesting. It is, and I didn't know the answer to that uh, until yesterday. We, we had Tony Caridi on with us, the voice of the Mountaineers, and he explained it as uh, it's sort of ESPN doing a uh, make good because we didn't have a big Monday game last night. You know, normally you get past the football championship game and the next Monday, the Big 12 gets that prime big Monday spot. Well, it didn't happen because ESPN had an NFL playoff game last night. So part of that is from ESPN is uh, we're going to get this game today on ESPN2. And I think there's another Big 12 game on ESPN tonight. So it's really just ESPN, uh, you know, throwing a bone to the Big 12, if you will, giving a pretty good spot here because we didn't have a big Monday game last night. After watching the Rams and the Cardinals, you're 100% correct. We did not have a big Monday game. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's a fair statement exactly <laughs> john thanks i appreciate your time uh and look forward to the call three thirty for the pregame and and uh, look, look forward to listening to you and pat on the call i appreciate it you guys enjoy that uh, 76 degree weather today, oh yeah right? yeah, we, yeah. We're, we're all we, we all got shorts on uh, all right yeah. talk to you soon buddy thank you man appreciate hey, it. see you later that's uh, the voice of the bears john moore 757 speaking of john he's got our uh He's got our sports beat program here uh, this morning, uh, I think, on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ward, as we roll through, glad to have you with us on this, uh, what is this, Tuesday? Yeah, the Bears and the uh, West Virginia Mountaineers coming up uh, at 3.30 this afternoon. It's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Now, here's the voice of the Bears. Everybody's coverage check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat from Morgantown, West Virginia, where Baylor basketball takes on the Mountaineers this afternoon. We'll preview the matchup coming up on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Alan Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance has protected fellow Texans with auto, home, health, and life insurance since 1952. With more than 260,000 square miles of land and 27 million people, that's a lot to cover. Whether you're wrangling cattle or wrangling kids, we're proud to protect Texans in all Texan ways of life. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to get insurance for Texans by Texans. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. 
Want to be a part of all things Baylor Athletics? Join the Baylor Cub Club presented by Green Eye Associates today. Free registration for the 2021-22 season is available now for kids 8th grade and under. Members receive discounted admission to select Baylor Athletics events and other great promotional items. Register at BaylorCubClub.com or email fan underscore engagement at Baylor.edu for additional information. Show off your Baylor pride and become a Cub Club member today. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back from Morgantown, West Virginia, where the now fifth-ranked Baylor Bears take on the West Virginia Mountaineers in Big 12 play this afternoon. Baylor at 15-2 on the season, 3-2 in Big 12 conference play, trying to bounce back from two losses at home last week It'll be tough against a West Virginia team that is 13-3, and 2-2 in the Big 12 Conference, coached by Hall of Famer Bob Huggins. Here is Baylor head coach Scott Drew talking about the challenge of taking on the Mountaineers. Well, first and foremost, it's a Big 12 game, so everybody's fired up for every game. If you're not, you got no chance to win. So um, hard-fought games, contested games uh, on the road, uh, uh, not easy. Uh, uh, they gave us 10 or 14 inches snow, whatever it is, trying to make sure we feel at home. So the good thing is in the gym, it's 72 and sunny. We had an unbelievable feeling last year at this time. Hopefully we can do the same this year. All right. What about West Virginia? Uh, they've got some real playmakers. Taz Sherman, their leading scorer. Well, uh, um, they they really uh, uh, got uh, two dynamic guys on the perimeter that can light it up, McNeil and, and Taz Sherman. And uh, um, uh, with the COVID and an extra year people are given, you have a lot of players coming back that uh, uh, obviously uh, uh, you plan on being gone, so you have to deal with them another year. And uh, 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 Gabe Osaboyan's another one of them. So uh, that means you, when you get guys that have been in programs for uh, four, five, six years, um, there's not too many things that's going to surprise them. Scott Drew and the Bears take on the West Virginia Mountaineers this afternoon. We're on the air at 3.30, tip-off at 4 here on ESPN Central Texas Television this afternoon on ESPN2. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. Caterpillar Waco is now hiring. Join our team and move the parts and products that build a better tomorrow. Warehouse positions available with no prior experience required. We will train. Caterpillar Waco offers competitive pay, benefits as soon as you start, and opportunities to grow. It's more than a job. It's the work that matters. To apply, visit caterpillar.com Waco. That's caterpillar.com Waco. Get your career started today. The Waco Convention Center is turning 50 years old this year. Nearly everyone in Waco has attended an event at the Waco Convention Center at some point in their life. The Waco Convention Center's 50th anniversary celebration is Wednesday, January 26th from 3 to 6 p.m. and it's open to the public. It's a come-and-go reception with a special presentation at 4 o'clock. To share your memories and photos of your special events or for more information, please visit wacocc.com or go to their Facebook page. RSVP today. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. 
experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. ESPN Radio Sports Center. Last week's losses to Texas Tech and Oklahoma State have dropped Baylor to fifth in the latest AP College basketball poll. Gonzaga moves into the number one spot, followed by Auburn, Arizona, and Purdue. The Baylor women have also taken a tumble in the AP poll, listed at 16th this week. Baylor basketball looks to get back on the winning track this afternoon at West Virginia. Tip-off is at 4 o'clock, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. A basketball doubleheader sweep for Temple over McLennan. The Leopards edged the Highlanders 64-63, and the women's game went to Temple 84-76. The NFL Divisional Series are now set after the Rams beat the Cardinals 34-11. Saturday afternoon, it's the Bengals at Tennessee, and Saturday night, the 49ers visit Green Bay. On Sunday, Tampa Bay entertains the Rams, followed by the Chiefs hosting the Bills. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Cold weather is here, and so is time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Call Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate at 254-301-7760 or check them out on the web at UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Now, back to the Alan Samuel Studios. All right, Tato 5. Five minutes after eight. Welcome back into the program. This is game time. Tom Barfield, Ward Whites, and you on a Tuesday morning. Our 8 o'clock hour is brought to you by VersaLift Southwest, where you can elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest. Now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package, outstanding starting pay. You can check them out at 7601 Imperial Drive to apply. Ward, we did a little uh, mathematics yesterday, you and I, or more you, I watched. Uh, since the Dallas Cowboys, since the Cowboys last won a Super Bowl championship, which would also be their last appearance in the NFC championship game. What was that? 95, I believe. 95. Yep. So since then, 25 seasons, 
the Cowboys have only made 13, 13 playoff, uh, played in 13 playoff games since winning the Super Bowl in 95. Their record in those 13 playoff games, 3-10. and 3-10 and 10 in those playoff games since the championship. In those seasons, those 25 seasons since the Cowboys last won the Super Bowl, they have 10 winning seasons and 15 non-winning seasons. And there have been players come and go. There have been coaches come and go. The only common denominator? Jerry Jones. There you go. The Jones family. Now, as the general manager, we just saw the Raiders general manager, who made the playoffs, by the way, this year. The Raiders general manager just got fired after three seasons. Would anybody in the National Football League have a general manager for 25 seasons with with that productivity? No. Hmm. No. But when it's your team. That's right. That's right. Again, we're looking for why things will change. They're not going to. That's that's the one common denominator. Unless you know of another common denominator for all of those teams, all of those seasons, I can't think of one. No. I mean, you've had Quincy Carter. Oh, my goodness. You've had, you've had Tony Romo. You've had Dak Prescott. Uh, I mean, think about it. I mean, you've had – you were talking about it yesterday. Chan Gailey. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wade Phillips, mm-hmm. Jason Garrett, mm-hmm. uh, Bill Parcells. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think. I know I'm missing one. Dave Campo. Dave Campo. Who else am I missing? Barry Switzer. Barry Switzer. You, you've had a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. You've had a lot of guys. You've had a lot of players. And the results seem to be the same. Now, and again, (laughs) we were joking about it, but you said Barry Switzer sat on the end of the bench and ate a hot dog. Barry Switzer was smart enough to know, sit on the end of the bench and eat a hot dog. Get out of Troy Aikman's way. That's a good football team. They're going to win a championship if if I don't get in the way. And, you know, a lot of guys are going to put their stamp on the team, right? Mm -hmm. He was smart enough not to. He He was smart enough to say, this team's a championship team. Let's go be a championship team. Organize practices and let's go. So say what you want to. But I, I, I guess the common theme here is I don't know why we keep expecting a different result. I mean, wh- what has changed or what what would be significant enough to make you change your mind and say, you know what, they've got it now. They have figured it out. They're going to go win. Yeah, I, I, I mean, there, there's always that hope every year that this, you know, and we heard it after, even after the season started. Oh, we that's when it. it really heated up. Yeah, the, when, when they were five year. and one. Yeah, finally, Cowboys are going to get it done. 
I I don't know why that's the narrative still. I mean, is it is that the narrative because they were so good for so long and they did have a dip until, you know, Jimmy Johnson was introduced and he, you know, pulled off the trade of the century and maybe the history of the NFL, that'll never happen again because of the way it's built now in the NFL. But yeah, I don't still, think you could. No. But still, I mean, he did it and he put he put that super team together and were able to, you know, go dominate and you know, with only being a few years down after the Landry regime and then the Cowboys were back at that point. Maybe that's just what fans expect now. But I it it has not been the same. And, and I don't care. I mean, just look at the numbers. It has not been the same since Jimmy Johnson walked out the door. Not even remotely close. Couldn't agree with you more. Could not agree with you more. And they finally made up. I think they made up because. Well, they said they did. But did he get in the ring of honor this year like he said he was going to? No. Yeah. So maybe that was all face for TV. Well, it was Jimmy was going into the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And Jerry needed that TV time. Mm-hmm. All right. From the CNC Collision Center text line, Tim says, San Francisco has John Lynch as their general manager. Uh, Barry needs to hire Deion Sanders as theirs. I, I, get, I think he's talking about the Cowboys as, as their GM. Mm-hmm. Tell you what, Deion's done a heck of a job coaching football. I tell you who, would, in my opinion, would make a tremendous general Troy Aikman. Absolutely. Troy Aikman. But I'm not opposed to Deion Sanders. I'm telling you. I, I, I thought Deion was doing the college football thing because Deion just wanted to do the – he's done a great job. He has. He's done a great job. He, he's made Jackson State relevant again. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's done a he's done a tremendous job there. So uh one of the things that occurred after fans realized that uh oh, uh the game's over is as the officials left the field, some of the fans at the tunnel started throwing things. Stephen Jones speaking on KRLD FM, the flagship station in Dallas, uh talked about it. Disappointment manifests itself in a lot of different ways for different people. For a lot of folks in AT&T Stadium, or for, I should say, not a lot, for some at AT&T Stadium by the tunnel started throwing things at the refs. What are your thoughts about that? That's just unfortunate. I mean, that's not uh, the way uh, I see our fans. I think we're we're class act, and uh, I just think there's no place for things like that. I understand people being frustrated, but I don't understand, uh, you know, throwing things uh, onto the field where people could get injured. Uh, There's just no place for that. So, yeah, and I agree. I don't care care what the situation is. At the end of the day, it's a sporting event, and under no circumstances should you be throwing things that could potentially injure somebody. That's ridiculous. Shouldn't throw anything. I don't That's care if joke. it's popcorn, whatever. Don't, no, I you, agree. You, you, buying that ticket does not allow you the right. Earlier this morning, you asked me would I make a change. And I told you because of not just that game, but what I have seen over the last couple of 
months. I just don't like the trend of the Cowboys. And yes, I would make a change. Jerry uh, Stephen rather Stephen Jones was asked if the Cowboys are contemplating making that change. Are you of the belief, or are you confident that Mike McCarthy will continue to lead this team next season? Absolutely, very confident. That's the answer today. Could that answer change tomorrow? I I don't see it changing. I I'm not. I'm not 100% because you never know no, what Johnny Walker Blue might do to Jerry. But I I, I just, again, I go back to I don't think two years into this deal with the COVID year being part of that, that Jerry Jones is going to admit, wow, this was a – Mistake? A, a big mistake. I just don't see it. Well, let me ask you this. I told you my opinion. You told me what you think is going to happen. But are you confident that Mike McCarthy no. is the right guy? No, I'm not. I'm not. And, and I don't not, I don't know. Look, who is the right guy? As long as... You know, the ultimate decisions are being made not on the sidelines. I mean, who 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 is the right guy? And look, I we've been told by people that are close to the situation. Look, yes, Jerry Jones is but they have people that you know, and you mentioned a guy last week that is in player personnel. And, and uh, but I don't care. The the That's evaluation. And that's recommendation. That's recommendation. Not, who has who has the final call I, on everything that goes on from socks and jocks to cups to popcorn to cheerleaders to quarterbacks to running backs? Mm-hmm. Who has the final say in all of it? There's one guy. That's right. Or two guys, I guess. Jerry and Steven. But that's ultimately, it. if push comes to shove. Jerry can explain to Steven that uh, it's still my team. Mm-hmm. I mean, so ultimately, at the end of the day, it's a Jerry Jones-run organization just like it was five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. And, you know, you it, talk. Why would, you know, why would, at the early part, you say, well, he took over this franchise and everything was, they rose back quickly because he stayed out of Jimmy Johnson's way until he couldn't stand it anymore. And then the structure of the organization changed. Yes. Late in Jimmy's tenure here, which led to the departure of Jimmy Mm -hmm. because Jimmy said, Hey, when I came here, this is what we agreed to. And now you're changing the, you're changing the plan. And so Jimmy left Mm -hmm. now, whether he got fired or whether he quit, it's, it's semantics. He's gone. Doesn't matter. He was not there to to run this franchise, right? To make the decisions to m- keep this thing rolling. Grumpy old fan says Dave Aranda said it best: undisciplined teams have undisciplined coaches. Truth to that. If all of these guys are all using the Hal Mummy offense, just hire Hal Mummy as as the coach. <laughs> 
Good point. Have you seen that documentary that talks about how the evolution of this offense? Boy, they they got some video of of a very young Hal Mummy. It is it's it's a very cool video uh, in, in documentary. Uh, eight nineteen. 19 after eight. You know, we were you were talking that you felt like Dak was a fourth-round quarterback, playing like a fourth-round quarterback. Mm-hmm. Then, and some might say, then why would you give him the money? Well, I, I think it was it was a timing thing, wasn't it, Ward? I mean, your, your football team is in place, what you thought was in place to go win a championship. You could not pass on giving Dak the money and, and, it's what the market demanded. Well, it, well, you couldn't pass on giving Dak the money because then Dak was going to go down the road and you were going to have to draft a quarterback and then you were going to have to wait on him to develop and then everything else that you had in place is going to implode. It's going to it's going to look this team may not this team won't look the same next year. There're going to be guys gone. There's they're not I mean there are going to be guys that they counted on this year that will not be on this roster next year. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Some of them may be some key key guys. We'll, we'll see what offseason looks like. But I'm just telling you, that's just the way it is because of free agency. So it was a timing thing. They felt like, and you heard him say it. You heard Jerry Jones say it, yes, a Sunday afternoon. He talked about he talked about how the NFL was constructed. He said, and basically what he was saying is, we built this team for today. And they and, and today got us a a a wild card home loss. Huh? A butt kicking. Yeah. It got us a wild card home butt kicking, if you will. But they constructed this team for now. It, it's not about next year. It was about this season, 2021 season, not the 2022 and 2023 seasons. It was about today. And it didn't go so well. Uh, and Jerry's panicking. I mean, he look. He knows that that window's closing rapidly. Well, so. here's the thing: there's a deal in business called ROI, return on investment. All the money that he shelled out on players, did he get his return on investment? Not even close. Not even close. Eight twenty-one, twenty-one after eight. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ward, we're glad you're with us as we roll through. Uh, <laughs> A lot of cowboy conversation, and rightfully so. We'll talk some more cowboys with with uh, our friend R.J. Achoa coming up in a few minutes. R.J. with uh, Blog of the Boys and ESPN San Antonio, and we'll get to R.J. here in uh, in just a few. And, and kind of put a bow, if you will, on the Cowboys' disappointing season. I started to say disappointing finish, but it's been disappointing watching them play and yes, they were winning games against bad football teams, but watching them play and just walking away going, yeah, but. And everybody said, well, what? You can't do that. A win's a win in this league. You can't, yeah, but. Well, yeah, okay, so maybe you can't. Maybe a win is a win in this league. Yeah, but they didn't get it done on Sunday. And you can't do that. Let's talk about Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Fiat, your friend of the car business. 201 West Loop 340, just down from Highway 84. Uh, you know what? If you want to just – what do they have? What What's going on at Alan Samuels? I don't have time to run over there right now. I don't have time. I, I got a busy schedule. 
Well, let me just let me just guide you to alansamuelsdcj.com. alansamuelsdcj.com and you, man, you can go to town right there. And you could check out you could check out you not only the inventory, you could check out the dealership. You could check out you could check out Ted Teague and his staff and how this thing operates. It's all right there at alansamuelsdcj.com. It's an award-winning dealership and and they got a great selection of vehicles, including the Ram 1500 Quad Cab Lone Star, or or maybe the Grand Cherokee. You looking for a Jeep? How about the 2021 Grand Cherokee? Or or how about the prestigious Jeep, the all new Grand Cherokee L Edition, available at Allen Samuels? And I've told you a thousand times, my wife drives a Jeep, gets everything done at Allen Samuels. Nothing on her vehicle is done to that vehicle unless the service department at Allen Samuels does it. She trusts them, and she should. Uh, the, the process is, is unbelievable. You pull up, they take all your information, and uh, you get a service tech, and that service tech is going to walk you through the whole thing. You know, because one of the worst things in the world is wondering, I wonder if my car's done. I wonder if my car's done. You don't wonder with Allen Samuels. They keep you up to speed with text messages and emails and phone calls and all that kind of stuff. You're, you're in the loop when your vehicle is being taken care of at Allen Samuels. Just one of the many, many great services that they offer at Allen Samuels. So, hey, go see Ted Teague and his staff. They're at 201 West Loop 340, just down from Highway 84. It, it, and you know what? If you're out and about, you're probably going to see Ted Teague and his staff. They are involved in everything in this community, whether it's a ball game or whether it's the rodeo, or whether, uh, it doesn't matter. If it's kids-oriented, Alan Samuels is going to be a part of it. That's just what they do. They are woven into the fabric of our community and, and give back like nobody else. It's, it's, it's just a great dealership, and you, you'll be glad that you did business with Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly sunny and very mild today. Maybe a little breezy this afternoon, but highs top out at 75 degrees. It'll be partly cloudy tonight. We drop to 54 and mostly sunny. Another mild day tomorrow. It's going to be breezy too with a high of 71. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. I kind of wanted to root for the Bears, so when I leave the press box, then I can kind of, I can kind of get with it. And we happened to be right next to some Ole Miss people, and boy, they were hollering right in our face when they got that big touchdown. They were feeling great about things. From the moment that kid missed the field goal, it just felt like Baylor was going to go win the game. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Nerds. Dreaming of adventure beyond your backyard? NerdWallet can help you compare and find the smartest credit cards to get there. Use NerdWallet to compare travel cards with bonus miles to go from working from home to relaxing far, far away. Then use NerdWallet to compare cashback cards and turn everyday purchases into a beachside cabana big enough for the whole family. Four sand for the third tower. She's the only boss you'll be answering to this week. Nice castle. Compare your way there. Find the smartest financial products for you on NerdWallet. 
Unique, one-of-a-kind gifts for all occasions can be found at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. You'll find a nice selection of metal art and wall decor items for your home or office. Western art and pictures, purses, Talavera pottery, lamps, boots, hats, crosses made from metal resin, and Montana silversmith items. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118-222462. It's the world's best Western store, Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. Have you been to Sam's Bar in Union Hall in downtown Waco yet? Serving regionally inspired Texas-style craft drinks. Offering wine, beer, vodka, and fruit juice drinks. Be sure to try one of Sam's signature cocktails like the Hatchback, a Dallas Daisy, and even some Summer Lovin'. Happy hours every Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 with $2 off draft beer and cocktails, plus free chips and hot sauce. Sam's Bar Waco in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue. And check them out online at samsbarwaco.com. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. If you're paying too much for health insurance for yourself and your employees, and you probably are, listen closely to this message. Our agency, in addition to representing all the major medical companies, we have an exclusive contract with one of our carriers that no other agent has in the entire country. Hurley Benefit Services President Michael Hurley. Our plans encourage educated consumption of health care. And as a result, we've been able to save employees and employers thousands of dollars. I have a local company here with a little over 100 employees, and we're able to save them in the last 12 months over $100,000 in premium dollars. This is indeed fact. It's worth 10 minutes of your time to talk to Hurley Benefit Services to learn how you can save thousands on health insurance costs. Set a no-cost, no-obligation appointment with Hurley Benefit Services to find out more. Hurley Benefit Services is locally owned and they're online at hurleybenefitservices.com. H-U-R-L-E-Y benefitservices.com. ESPN Central Texas, Tom and Ward here on Game Time. It's 8.30. Glad to have you with us. 45 degrees, headed for about 75 today. It's going to be a great day. Uh, let's welcome in from Blogging the Boys in ESPN San Antonio, R.J. Ochoa. R.J., cow- excuse me, Cowboy season ends early, but as Cowboy fans, we should be used to that. Well, it's great to be with you guys. 45 degrees, uh, you know, kind of. Kind of the perfect spot, I'll be honest. Uh, it, it really is frustrating. Um, it's disappointing. Um, it's not surprising. Um, it's par for the course. I mean, it's it's a lot of things. This has been a really uh, really heavy week of emotions early on, considering it's only Tuesday. But um, this is a team that, unfortunately, we might have to admit is uh, full of a bunch of frauds. Where, where do you lay the issues at? Do you lay them at the feet of McCarthy? Do you lay them at the that? Uh... Uh, you put it on the players? Is it a combination of both? I mean, w- when you look at teams like Buffalo who are polished and, and the Rams look polished last night, I mean, there was a couple other teams that you just went, wow, 
this is what it's supposed to look like. And then you looked at the yeah, Cowboys and went, not even close. Yeah, I don't know how you don't. Um, you know, there's there's blame. There's enough, like, like there is with credit. There's enough blame to go around. Um, I think it ultimately falls on Mike McCarthy. In fact, I think for me, the most disappointing thing in the aftermath of the loss has been how the Cowboys have, have pointed fingers and blamed officials. And it's difficult to say anything other than that stems from Mike McCarthy. That's, that's been kind of his MO this season. The Cowboys have never really taken accountability or ownership of a loss. It's always, you know, when they lost to the Broncos, it was, well, you know, we were sniffing ourselves too much. You know, when they lost to the Cardinals, it was, you know, Mike McCarthy even said they were up against more than just the 11 guys out there on the other side of the field. And so um, I, I put, you know, the lion's share of blame on him. But I also, I mean, obviously it goes on the players. And that's the thing, like, and I think a lot of Cowboys fans don't want to come to terms with is, I mean, it's their fault. They're not good enough. They were not good enough. I mean, everybody wants to talk about the official, you know, running in the back at the end. And like, that's a whole different subject for debate. But the Cowboys got the ball with two minutes and 42 seconds left, all three timeouts. No Nick Bosa, no Fred Warner for San Francisco, and they're supposed to have the best offense in the NFL. They have all these superstars whose jerseys we have and who are on our fantasy teams, and Jack Prescott, Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Zeke Elliott, blah, 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 and they failed. I mean, they failed, and then they finger-pointed, and they blamed. I mean, they, they're they a little fraudulent. I mean, it's, it's a tough pill to swallow. Was this team flat on Sunday? Yeah, but, I mean, and, 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 like, this isn't, you know, trying to, you know, put lipstick on a pig. I think they've been flat for a while, you know what I mean? And that's – we, we kind of knew that, and then maybe we maybe we sort of lied to ourselves. Maybe we didn't want to, like, not believe the lie or, you know, uh, that that's a deep level of psychosis that I don't understand. But, um, I mean, they, they, they've been flat for a long time. I mean, I you know, you, you could – if you had to – if I had to go back to a moment where everything kind of ended, where like the, the air came out of the balloon, it was as Dak Scott's pass floated to C.D. Lamb in Foxborough in overtime. As soon as C.D. Lamb caught that overtime game winner and then he waved at Jalen Mills and he got fined for it, whatever, everything changed. They went on by, they came out. Yes, they beat the Vikings with Cooper Rush and that was a lot of fun, but everything changed from that moment. It was it was like Indiana Jones swapping out the idols. I mean, it was. I mean, you can almost like go back to an exact moment in time uh, to see where the flatness began. What do you do? Where, where do you go? You know, I, I think the conversations about starting over a head coach are fair. Um, I, I think that you know, would, would that be a little dramatic? Yeah. Would that be a little warranted? Maybe. Um, and I think if you're going to do that, you have to do it. I don't think you can, you know, piddle around and, and waste, you know, a lot of time. Like the Cowboys did do that when they when they moved on from Jason Garrett. I don't know how well y'all recall. They waited a week and, you know, kind of just had him floating out in the abyss. Um, so if you're going to do that, you got to do it. But if you're not, I mean, there's there's got to be some kind of change. There's got to be some kind of accountability because there hasn't been. I mean, you know, this is a team who, you know, I don't, I don't know if y'all know this, you know, the last time that they won a Super Bowl or in a title game, um, you know, Marvin Harrison was in college. You know, that's the same Marvin Harrison who, you know, was drafted, played his whole career, won his own Super Bowl, retired, sat out long enough, and made it into the Hall of Fame. I mean, you know, John Elway didn't have a Super Bowl of any kind the last time the Cowboys achieved all these things. And he has since retired and built a team that won a Super Bowl on his own. I mean, so, um, including a former Cowboys legend. And so, you know, it's it's difficult to say what the exact change is, who the exact person is. Is it a new, you know, does Jerry have to step down as GM? Do they need a new running back? Do they need what? I mean, 
it, there is a culture issue. People love to talk about the country club atmosphere. There, there is a, a front-running culture um, in that team and in that locker room. You know, like everybody talked about last week, you know, that Dak Prescott told Tom Brady, you know, we'll, we'll see you again, you know, after they lost to them in week one. That's hilarious. Like, you, you, you have no business walking up to Tom Brady and saying these kinds of things when you can't get out of the wild card round. So, I mean, I guess if I had to put one thing, what needs to happen, they need to have a long, hard look in the mirror. We, we've all had those, like, you know, conversations with someone that go till 2, 3 a.m. where we kind of self-evaluate. That's what they need. Is Kellen Moore the next head coach of this football team, or does Jerry Jones let him walk out the door? If Kellen Moore is the next head coach of this football team, I might – yeah, I don't even know. I mean, that's that's a difficult um, that's a difficult world to consider. I don't know how Kellen, if he is in a head coach somewhere, stays on as offensive coordinator. I mean, I don't know how you sell that. Kellen, uh, Kellen looks figured out. Kellen looks immature. I mean, he looks naive. He looks like a kid um, in a world of adults. I mean, certainly you know compared to Kyle Shanahan at the very least. But um, I, I mean, I think right now, if you're the Cowboys, you're you're sort of hoping that somebody else hires him and, and takes this problem away so that you don't have to face the awkward reality of firing him or moving on or, you know, or running it back. I mean, cause the worst possible, you know, outcome I think is because Dan Quinn's going to get a job. That seems very obvious at this point is that, you know, Kellen Moore's just back and you have a, a third defensive coordinator for the third year under Mike McCarthy. Um, I mean, that, that would just kind of feel like the status quo, which hasn't been enough. We were talking about it this morning. Excuse me. Uh, Kellen Moore. Is is Kellen Moore, could Kellen Moore be putting game plans together at the direction of Mike McCarthy? Mike McCarthy's an offensive guy, was a play caller in Green Bay. Is is Kellen Moore doing what Mike McCarthy wants done? You know, if, if that's the case, then, I mean, there's, there's twice the level of outrage to be had because, you know, that's two uh, fully conscious adults making these decisions, which would be terrifying. But I mean, you know, the general vibe has been that Kellen has full autonomy to do whatever he wants offensively. Um, and, and that has obviously led to some good things and some prosperous things, but that has obviously led to things that fizzled out. It, it, you know, it's not just this season. Kellen's offenses have fizzled um, as, as seasons have unfolded for three years now. And so I, I think this is Kellen's show. And that's that's kind of why people have so many questions about Mike McCarthy, because if it is Kellen's show, then what is Mike doing? Mike is supposed to be this offensive coach. You know, is, is he really contributing at all? And that begs the question of, okay, you know what, Mike, if you're, if you're not going to be dismissed, you are kind of on the hot seat now entering this season. Do you want to take play calling back? He said he would never do that, um, obviously, after things fizzled out for him in Green Bay. But that might be it. That might be the last lifeline he has to take. But I think that there, there's a level of agreement. There's a lot of common denominators there. But, but I do think that it's Kellen Moore's show. Who's the next defensive coordinator? You know, that's, that's maybe the question that everyone's afraid to ask themselves just because any name other than Dan Quinn is so disappointing. Maybe Joe Witt, um, somebody who's on the Cowboys staff, I mean, that that, that is possible. Um, I mean, you could kind of see like an internal promotion because the defense did have so much success and just kind of saying, you know what, um, let, let's kind of keep keep this, you know, um, somewhat under the same tree. Unless, you know, Dan Quinn takes Joe Witt with him, you know, whenever he ultimately gets a new job, wherever that is. Um, so, you know, contingent upon who's left uh, for the Cowboys to promote. I mean, you know, if it's if it's an external candidate, I, I think you have to wonder whether or not Mike Zimmer or Vic Fangio are in the mix. Mike McCarthy does love 
former head coaches, as, as evidenced by Dan Quinn and many others. So that would be the best-case scenario, I think. RJ, hey, man, we appreciate your time as always. Thanks so much for uh, for being with us all year long and keeping us in the loop on what's going on with the Cowboys. What are you What are you working on for blogging the boys? Well, uh, you know, the autopsy has begun. We've got the gowns on and the rubber gloves and the clear goggles and everything, and so we're, we're assessing this thing, and we're going to be doing so for a while and kind of looking at exactly when the season did break. Was it that moment with C.D. Lamb in New England? Uh, what was, was it with Dak Prescott coming out of the bye? Was it anything, you know, of the sort? But um, we'll be doing that for a while, and then, you know, it's draft season. So uh, onward, we get ready for 2022. But I really appreciate you guys having me. It's been a lot of fun and looking forward to doing it again, um, you know, as next season comes around. Hey, hey one final thought. I, I just I wanted to just get your opinion. What does this team look like next year, minus the draft, obviously? How As they construct this team – for next year, are there some key ingredients that are not going to be here? I mean, this is this is maybe the the most important free agency that the Cowboys have had in a while. Um, now, granted, they had Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper, obviously a free agency. But you know, what are they going to do with Randy Gregory and Dalton Schultz and Michael Gallup? Are they going to be able to get Michael Gallup on a bit of a discounted rate, given all the time he missed in the torn ACL? I mean, they have very important contributors that they need to bring back, and so. They are not a team, they are very notoriously not a team that likes to spend on external free agents. So, I mean, I would, I mean they're going to lose some of those guys. That's, that's kind of how they roll. And so I would imagine they keep maybe Randy Gregory. They maybe get Michael Gallup back a little bit on the cheap, maybe like a one-year deal. Um, and I think, that, I think that they have enough think they can just run this back. And because they want it to be, 2022 will be different. As always, it is a pleasure. We appreciate your time, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you soon. We'll, we'll stay in touch. Sounds good, guys. Y'all have a good one. Hey, you do the same. R.J. Choa from uh, Blog of the Boys and ESPN San Antonio. <laughs> Ward, he was he was funny, but I mean, there was some. Uh, there was, I mean, he 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 hit on some on some points. I mean, there's a lot more questions than answers right now. And again, I think would you agree that this this team was constructed for for now and not 2022, 2023. It was constructed for now. No, it was win now. And and they didn't. And they didn't. They they didn't even come close. Oh, what a mess. All right, uh, 841. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Wings Pizza and Things has been your go-to place to watch your game for over 15 years. With over 60 big screens, you're sure to catch all the games. With 15 wing sauce flavors from ghost pepper to plain, we have all your taste buds covered. And don't forget about the made-from-scratch pizzas. But wait, there's more. Try their burgers, fillies, sandwiches, and wraps. Don't forget about the wide variety of draft beers and finish your meal off with something from the sweet spot. Check out the entire menu and specials at wingsandtemple.com or follow them on Facebook. Wings Pizza and Things, Temple's home for sports for 15 years. Northern Tool and Equipment is the store for over 100,000 tools. Here you'll find the right tool for any job with brands like Milwaukee, Steel, Honda, Lincoln, and more. Our annual storage sale is going on now with savings up to 50%. The deals are stacking up on shelving, storage bins, racks, job site boxes, and more. Plus, select truck boxes are 20% off. It's time to put every tool in its place. Visit Northern Tool and Equipment. Quality tools for serious work. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. 
It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 cuz you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwin-Williams has warehouse opportunities available with starting pay at over $20 per hour and regional CDL driving opportunities with pay averaging $84,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. Apply online at careers.sherwin.com. That's careers.sherwin.com. Or call 254-523-9500. When you bought your home, it was a big and emotional investment. The last thing you want to discover is termites or any wood-destroying insect causing damage. At 855-BUGS, we understand the value of a safe home, and we want to protect you and your loved ones from all the pests that live in hidden places. Let us ensure your home is protected with a full inspection, preventative treatment, and a comprehensive ongoing treatment plan to stay ahead of termites and all pests. Visit 855-BUGS.com to learn more about our promise to protect your home and family. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Ruth Top Innovations in Central Texas. Call 254-730-ROOF at 730-7663. Putting your roof above everything else. Baylor basketball looks to get back on the winning track this afternoon at West Virginia. Tip-off is at 4 o'clock and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. A basketball doubleheader sweep for Temple over McLennan. The Leopards edged the Highlanders 64-63, and the women's game went to Temple 84-76. The NFL Divisional Series are now set after the Rams beat the Cardinals 34-11. Saturday afternoon, it's the Bengals at Tennessee, and Saturday night, the 49ers visit Green Bay. On Sunday, Tampa Bay entertains the Rams, followed by the Chiefs hosting the Bills. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Eight forty-five. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ward, we're glad you're with us. Uh, Ward, we had John Morse on about an hour ago talking about the game, and you and I were just talking during the break. It is the Bears in West Virginia coming up uh, tonight, or actually this afternoon. It's a four o'clock tip, three thirty broadcast here on ESPN Central Texas. And man, I, you know, just I, I realize we're way early into the conference race, but this after dropping two at home, this is a big game. I think. It is a big game. It's a it's a get right game. You got to you know try to find a way to get back on the left side of the column, whatever that takes to to get it done. They've got to find a way to do that, uh, and, and it's not an easy place to play in Morgantown. I mean, uh, you heard John say that it's not the press uh, team that that they've had in the past, but it's still uh, you're going into a, a hostile environment, and 
I, I expect that place to be rocking today because every professor can say, okay, no class today, let's go to the basketball game, <laughs> as it should be. Yeah. I mean, if you have that opportunity to have you know a, a top-10 team come into your gym, why not? Why not everybody show up and have a good time? And so this this is a this is a pivotal game for the Bears to to go into that environment and be able to come away with a win. And it's a good learning experience too, because if this is the team that wants to be that team down the stretch and, and make a run at this thing again this year and, and defend that national championship, they're going to have to play in those environments. How how, how rare was last week? Listen to this. After suffering consecutive losses for the first time in 1,038 days, they just they haven't done it. They've been that consistent uh, over the last three years, four years. They, they just don't lose back-to-back ball games, and they did. And not only did they lose back-to-back games, they lost back-to-back home games. That's huge. But look at the respect that the country has shown for Baylor. They lose back-to-back home games. First time ever that the number one ranked team has lost back-to-back home games as the number one team in the country, and they're number five in the land. I mean, and again, you and I have talked about it a million times. That number out beside your name, who cares? Doesn't matter right now. The beauty of of basketball is you get to go play. Mm -hmm. And they get to go play uh, today and see if they can't can't get back on the right track. Look, this is a team that – traditionally over the last couple of years, not only has, has won the tough ones, but they've certainly where you would think maybe have a letdown and, and not take care of the ones that you would consider the games that you, you're supposed to go win. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about teams that are not ranked. Well, this team is 30-1 versus unranked teams over the last couple of seasons. They win those games. And this is such a game. And I know, hey, look, this is a West Virginia team that's 13-3. and They're 2-2 and in the league. They're at home, and say what you want to. Huggins is still Huggins. He, I mean, they're going to be ready to go, and they're going to play hard. But this is one I think you have to go get. You got if you you, you 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 talk about stealing one on the road. I think this is one where you got to steal and try to get right. Now, how they go about doing it without Sohan, pro- probably. You heard John say that it's in, in all likelihood he's still limping around, so it's in all likelihood he's not going to be available. How how available is James Akinjo? And if he is available, how effective is he? Those are things we're all gonna we're gonna learn together when they go on the floor. But other guys have got to step up. I mean, you know, whether it's Adam Flagler, LJ Cryer, uh, you know, the big post guys, maybe they they get a little more productive offensively. Of uh, Flo Thamba and and Jonathan Chamwachachua, maybe they have to be a little more productive offensively. Uh, that's not how they typically do things. But you know what? They're not in a typical situation right now. They've got injuries. Kendall Brown, the freshman, uh, four, averaged four and a half points over his last five games. Maybe he's got to get closer to double figures. Somebody's got to step up and, and fill those that void for Sohan and Akinjo if they're gonna if they're gonna have a chance to win the game. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Again, it's a 3.30 broadcast at a 4 o'clock tip right here on ESPN Central Texas. Stay with us. Uh, We've got the grab bag. We've got it coming up next here on ESPN Central Texas. 
Aries Building Systems in Troy, a manufacturer of modular buildings, is now hiring for the following positions. Electricians, plumbers, carpenters, framers, painters, junior buyer, forklift material handlers, and purchasing manager. Aries Buildings has full-time positions, great benefits, and a backlog of work. To apply, stop by 1919 Mueller in Troy or email aharris at ariesbuildings.com. Aries Building Systems in Troy. Don't wait. Apply today. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery, call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107 or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. Want better skin from your body wash? Try Olay Body Wash infused with skincare super ingredient collagen. Olay Body Wash with collagen hydrates to renew skin surface cells, improving skin three times better versus the leading body wash to transform skin from dry and dull to firm and radiant. So I can step into my day feeling fearless in my skin. And now try new Olay Body Lotion, which hydrates for healthier looking skin that improves over time. Olay Body. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Voss. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. Elevate your career with a new job at Versalift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. Versalift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lars Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Rooftop Innovations in Central Texas. Call 254-730-ROOF at 730-7663. Putting your roof above everything else. Baylor basketball looks to get back on the winning track this afternoon at West Virginia. Tip-off is at 4 o'clock and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. A basketball doubleheader sweep for Temple over McLennan. The Leopards edged the Highlanders 64-63, and the women's game went to Temple 84-76. The NFL Divisional Series are now set after the Rams beat the Cardinals 34-11. Saturday afternoon, it's the Bengals at Tennessee, and Saturday night, the 49ers visit Green Bay. On Sunday, Tampa Bay entertains the Rams, followed by the Chiefs hosting the Bills. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time for the grab bag on game time. All right, 8.54, we're six away from nine. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas from the uh, CNC Collision Center text line. Uh, from the 254, in fact, right here 
in River City. Jerry Mike should come to Central Texas to find a real coach. I think we know what he's talking about there. Uh, we spent a lot of time today talking about the Cowboys and uh, Baylor basketball. Don't forget the Bears will play today at uh, 4 o'clock, 3.30 for the pregame as they take on the West Virginia Mountaineers. Last night, Ward, it was good, and I know it was difficult, but it was good to see McClendon get back on the floor. They haven't played, I think it was New Year's Eve the last time McLennan's men or women's basketball team has played, and uh, because of it, yeah, it was it was it was New Year's Eve uh, because of you know a COVID nineteen situation with both the men's and the women's program. But uh, uh, McLennan men lose by one last night in uh, in default of thirteen and three overall, zero and one for Kevin Gill's team. Meanwhile, the uh, High Lassies lose to Temple. In overtime, 84-76. So they are now 0-1 in conference competition. So, But it is good to see them back on the floor. And, you know, you, you wonder how much COVID had to do with, you know, fresh legs. We talk about it all the time. That's one of the things. I know when I came back from COVID, uh, man, even though I was well, you still, your energy level just wasn't there. And you wonder about, the, and I know these are young kids, but still, man, they're running up and down the floor for 40 minutes. You just wonder what the uh, stamina is like for these uh, basketball players coming back from the uh, COVID situation. All right, uh, 8.56, four away from nine. I will be back at three today to sit in for John Morris, and then John will take over at the bottom of the hour at 3.30 with the pregame, he and Pat Nunley. Uh, And then uh, Matt Mosley will have the day off, and he'll be back with us on Wednesday. All right, uh, that is going to do it for us. Thanks for listening and thanks for participating and we will do this again tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. For Ward, I'm Tom. Have a good day. Jennifer Grant Family Dentistry has been practicing dentistry in Waco for 23 years. Her caring staff prides itself on having over 135 combined years of dedication to creating healthy, beautiful smiles. Jennifer Grant DDS offers all aspects of dentistry, general cosmetic, preventative